You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 258. In this episode, I'm talking to Natalie Sisson about how she turned a course into a book and wrote The Freedom Plan. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today I speak to Natalie Sisson, who is best known for her blog and best-selling book, The Suitcase Entrepreneur. Now Natalie doesn't live out of a suitcase anymore, but has settled down on a dream property in New Zealand with her partner and two dogs. Today she helps entrepreneurs create a freedom plan, and that's also the name of her new book. In this episode, we talk about the story behind the freedom plan and how she turned a book into a course. Go to sign.com forward slash 258 And there you find links to Natalie and the show notes of this episode. I am so excited. I'm really thrilled to be here with Natalie Sisson again on the show to talk about her latest book, The Freedom Plan. Welcome to the show, Natalie. I'm so excited too. And I love that we are Christmas right now, the red and green of it all. Yes. For those who are not seeing us on video, (laughs) I'm wearing red and Natalie's wearing green. We're like a Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. So in the background on the video, for those who are just listening, there is the book. Yeah. I'm waiting for mine. I've ordered it. It's not there yet. No, it's not. It's available on pre-order right now. But here you go. This is the closest you're going to get before you get it. Yes, on the video, we're seeing the beautiful, really pretty. So I had the privilege of actually getting a PDF version and was able to read several chapters of the book. So I am really excited to dive into the backstory of the Freedom Plan and how that all came about. So how far do we need to go back? How long do we need to go back? This is a very good question. I would say this book has been two and a half years in the birthing And I do say birthing because I have not had a child before, but this did feel a little bit like birthing a baby. Um, My previous book, The Suitcase Entrepreneur, I wrote it in three and a half months. Like it just poured out of me. And partly because I had set a deadline of saying, you will get this book by July. And so I did. I moved heaven and earth to make that happen. This one, however, there's a really interesting backstory to it. So I have a program that I'm really proud of called The Freedom Plan. It's become my signature program and it helps so many people, hundreds of people. And I wrote this book off the back of that. I was like, what are some of the the most important things that have been happening in The Freedom Plan that have helped people? And what do I want to expand on now that's changed or improved? And how can I put the best of those gems into a book? Because not everybody will get to do the program and some people love reading. And I just think there's different formats to really start getting people's brains working and understanding the concepts that will then come through into your business through finding you in the book or podcast 
that will then be ready for taking the next step, which I'm sure you find all the time. And it really, it really did come out of me once again. Like I felt, yes, I want to expand on some of these topics. I want to flesh them out. Some of them I want to simplify. And I've always believed that your own freedom plan is based around what I call the holy trinity. So your mindset, which you're big on, your business, and then your lifestyle. And I just feel like in a book, it works really well. It's a three-stage freedom framework, as I call it. And I think that was the whole reason why I wanted to write the book. But interestingly, what happened is I did a crowdfunding campaign for this book. I've done it for both of them in April uh, through a really great platform called Publishizer, which is just for authors who want to put their book out there and see if there's an audience. It got super well supported. And then this sounds really odd, but then I just didn't really feel like writing it. I don't know if you've ever had that before where you've built up, you've been teaching and talking about this for so long, and it had been three years of running the program and then pulling the whole book campaign together. And then I just actually felt pretty, <laughs> felt pretty tired. I'd just come off the back of a launch. I had the success of the book and I was like, oh gosh, now I have to deliver it. And I just took some time out actually. I, I took a little bit of a step back and really thought on it more and started writing it. And then I promised that I would have the manuscript within the year, like I'd, I'd given myself a year deadline. And I got the manuscript off to everybody last year, just before my birthday when I was in Bali, just finished a retreat and I finished it off. And it felt like, okay, I got it out there. So at least I delivered, I'm a big one as an upholder. I don't know if you've done Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, I'm an upholder, so I will always deliver on what I say. And then I let it rest with people. So people had got it within the year, the PDF at least. And then I actually went through a stage of finding a publisher or was I going to self-publish, which I've done before, go with a traditional publisher, which I've done, or go with a hybrid publisher. Do you know the difference between all three of those? I do, but my audience might not. So please explain. Yeah. So self-publishing is, as you know, is like the biggest choice for freedom. So it gives you all the freedom to design it, to write it how you want, to have the cover that you want, to sell it for the price you want, to take full control of your book. And with that also comes all the work, like all the work. You have to get the copy editor, the manuscript done, the design, everything is down to you, including in addition to writing it, all the marketing. A traditional publisher obviously pays you upfront and in advance. And typically for a, a newbie who gets a contract, it's around $5,000, which is really not much. I got a lot more than that, which was great. And they do so much of the work. They design, copy, edit, everything, get it into bookstores, which is a biggie. And the main thing that they don't really do is the marketing. They really do are starting to reach out to people who have big communities already, and they hope that those people will use the community to make the book a success. But everything else, they've got great relationships with all the bookstores, and they really know how to sell it in. And then once that advance is paid out, which is great to you in a lump sum, you won't earn any commissions or royalty really until you've sold up to that amount of books, which depending on how big your advance is, is a lot of books. So you don't really see a lot off the back end of that. And when you do, it's like an 8% commission, <laughs> which is not much. However, you're not really banking on that. And then hybrid is nicely sort of in between. So you don't get an advance, but they do do the design, the editing, um, they put it all together, they do get it into bookstores for you. And it's kind of like a 60-40 split. So they'll take 60 and you take 40%. But um, their timelines to get it out to market are shorter as well. So when you're self-publishing, you could get your book out in a couple of days if you were that amazing. With a traditional publisher, it can be up to two years. And with a hybrid publisher, I'd say it's anywhere from six to 18 months. So if you are looking for a shorter time frame, a hybrid publisher is, I think, a good 
into or a medium point if you don't want to do all the work. And with this one, they've been pretty quick from when we agreed on it, I think in February and it's coming out in November. It was meant to be October. So it's been a good experience. I do think if I was going to publish again, I would go with self-publishing. I've just learned so much now. And I do think you get all the flexibility and freedom and you get to do so much more with your content, you know, the audio rights, you can just do so much more. So hopefully that's given a good explanation. And so part of the reason why the book is, is only out now is because of their publishing timelines. Plus I rewrote a lot of it, to be honest. And I really had to be, in many ways, this book has been my saving grace because when I wasn't ready to birth it, I left it for a bit and came back to it and rewrote a lot of it. And it really got me re-energized about the work that I do and why I do the work that I do and why I show up in this world. So in many ways, revisiting it at a later date was absolute savior of me carrying on with the business and the way that I was carrying on with it. So there's a little story about books. Yeah. I've also heard there are hybrid publishers that where you actually have to pay. Sometimes, yes. I did have one that I was meant to pay them $100, which doesn't seem really significant, but it was almost like to solidify that contract. So yes, I have heard that. Have you heard of larger amounts? Yes, like 25000 Wow. No, that's just ludicrous. I, that would be what I would pay when well, I wouldn't actually, but that would be something where you'd pay for the full service where they do everything for you and the marketing and they design the story behind it and they can kind of guarantee that you're going to get a bestseller. So there are a couple of services where they charge 10 to 25 K, but they also help you write the book. But I would not pay a hybrid publisher that unless they can guarantee they're going to get me $25,000 worth of business off that. So how about going even before? So you basically took a course and changed it into a book. I think that's very exciting for my audience who already has an online course. But the course itself, how did that come about? Yeah, so that came about from my first book, The Suitcase Entrepreneur. There's a bit of a theme and a pattern here. So The Suitcase Entrepreneur came out of my first business and blog, which was named the same. And that I definitely realized that after writing something like seven or 800 blog posts over the space of about three or four years that... I had a book to write and I wrote The Suitcase Entrepreneur and then people, probably just like you, when you put out your book, they were like, how can we do more with you? Uh, the book was amazing. I loved the audio, but how, how do I expand on this learning? And I didn't actually have anything at the time. I had more digital books. And so I created this program called The Freedom Plan and I literally pitched it to people in an email, Sigrun. So I had people email to say hello after my welcome email. So when they opted in for my PDF, I'd say, hey, please tell me where you're at and how I can help. And people would always respond. They don't do it as much anymore, but back then this was newer. People would be like, hey, Natalie, I've just joined your community. I'm based in Arizona. I've got this business. I'm struggling with that. It was pure gold. And I would literally for about two weeks when I had this idea for the offering, reply to them and say, great to meet you. And then I would be really honest and I say, look, I don't do this, but right now I'm in the process of developing this awesome pilot program and you sound like my ideal customer. Can I tell you about it? And of course, almost like 95% of people wrote back saying yes. And I didn't have a sales page. I had nothing. I had a blurb on exactly what I wanted to cover in the curriculum. And I had a PayPal link. <laughs> and I said, here's what it is. Here it is at 50% off because it's a pilot. There's only 30 spots. So up to you, no pressure. And I got 30 people in like two weeks and it blew my mind. And I was like, huh, I'm on to, like, I really was on to something. I'd heard enough from my community that I really knew where they were at and what their struggles were. And this course really helped them do it. So then I, I ran it live. <laughs> 
you know, I put the content out there. People really liked it. And obviously I refined it and improved it and redid it. But it was just a real eye opener to me that when you understand and know your ideal audience and you put that offer back in front of them, like you're mirroring what their problems are and you have the solution. It was just incredible how easy it was to be able to enroll them. That's amazing. And the name, The Freedom Plan, you had that right from the start? I did actually, yeah, because I'm all about freedom. And I was like, well, in order to get freedom, you need discipline, you need focus, and you actually need a plan, which a lot of people find is kind of ironic. They're like, isn't freedom just free spirit and do it all? And I'm like, no, discipline gives you freedom and a plan is going to help you to stay on track and stay disciplined and get your results. So to me, it felt, I didn't want the word blueprint, you know, that was being bandied around a lot. And I really felt like it, I thought about the freedom map because it is kind of your own map that you're finding a way, but I thought I will go with the freedom plan. So yeah, it's been there from the get go. Mm. And how many people have gone through the program before you actually uh, started to think about writing a book? I've had about 350 people go through it over that space and time. And yeah, I just, it felt like a good time to write the book because I felt it was limited to a certain person who could afford to go through it. And I only ran it uh, once and then twice a year. So I think I ended up running it twice a year. And one of those was always smaller and, and not live. And so I kind of felt like, how can I get the principles of this book out there to a bigger audience? And books are amazing because there's only so much you can include, right? But people can go over it again and again and take from it what they will. And then it still leads people back to the Freedom Plan, which is now new and improved. And it's the Freedom Plan Accelerator. So we're both on the accelerator term. But yeah, I just think there's a beautiful continuous cycle of learning and improving and learning and improving. And everybody has a different medium in which they like to learn. So I feel you need to be able to offer it across all those sectors. Yeah. But even if people buy the book, I know how it is. If I read a book and I like it, and if there's a link in the book for more resources, I'll click on the resources link. And there you go. You have a new client for your course as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the goal. But obviously, people will self-select depending on where they're at. And I've had people who've been in my community for like, they've been in my community ever since I've had it. And I'm like, aren't you sick and tired of me yet? And they're like, well, I first found you eight years ago, which is, and I'm like, really? It's amazing. And then you'll have people like you who will literally be in your community for a day and they'll sign up for something epic that you've just put out. And they have no qualms. They're just in the right space, right time, you've appealed to them. But there are a lot of lurkers, I think, who really need that, you know, I think is it 16 touch points you need now? It used to be nine. And and so I feel people being able to get to know you through your content, blogs, podcasts, written, books, lives, it's all a way of being able to gain their trust and that know, like, and trust. And then at some point they will come into your wonderful funnel and become an awesome client. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen the book yet, obviously it's not out yet, as soon as so possible. Close. So, <laughs> so close. <laughs> it, uh, you know, when you're listening to this, it's just imminent. Uh, so we'll have in the show notes, the links and everything. But explain a little bit for someone who already has a course. Maybe they just created it this year or last year. And they're like, oh, this is so exciting. I can take my course, change it into a book and actually attract more clients. Mm -hmm. Is the book, like the modules of the course, can you explain a little bit how you kind of wrote it? Great question. I thought really long and hard about that because I didn't want people who had paid, you know, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars to just suddenly turn up and go, hey, wait a minute, you put this all into a book for like 20 bucks. Um, so it's based on the same three stage framework. And there are definitely some of the things that I put in the module that I've taken directly out, reworded and rethought 
but mainly it's actually my improved thinking on a lot of those topics and subjects. And now that I've had people go through it and their case studies, it's much easier, I think, for me to tell a story and have a case study to prove to people what they need to be doing. It's so much easier when you can look at it through somebody else's eyes and see their example. So for sure, there are things that are directly out of the course backed up by new and improved content. And then I took those out of the current course so that there's not a repetition because I've advanced my thinking since then as well. So in the end, it's an awesome book to lead you into the new accelerator and you will be learning heaps more and the concepts in the accelerator are more advanced. There's new stuff and there's existing juicy stuff. Mm. So it's if someone is thinking of doing something similar, it's about possibly the principles and case studies without really having the whole course replicated in a book. Yeah, because some things just don't translate well into a book, do they? Like you actually need to do screen shares and showing them and it's more about describing it. And there's only so much you can write in a book, even when it's 300 pages. So I think pulling out the key principles, telling the story, expanding on case studies where you can, showing examples. And it's almost like I'd treat it as a light version of your course that really does leave them like they've learned enough, but now they're curious for more. And I think that's the sign of any good piece of content, any vlog or podcast should, as you say in your podcast, I want you to take action on this, but it should lead them to be curious about, oh, what else do I not know about that topic? Or what else can I learn from Sigrun? Or what else can I go off and investigate myself and extend on? And that's what I think anybody who's voracious about learning should always know. Like you don't just read a book and put it to the side. You take action on it and then you look at your next course of action. So it's like a self-study or a lighter self-study if you would have a self-study of course. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And then you could put out a light version of the book and then you could put out a more advanced version and then you can go off into all the fun things that we love doing like retreats and masterminds and live experiences. There's just so much you can do. I'm such a big fan as you are of repurposing content into different formats so that people can learn and apply it. You have also been uh, making a big shift. You know, we've been spoken a few more times, not just on the podcast, but, but off the podcast as well. Like living according to the freedom plan, like looking at your, looking at this holistically, you said mindset, business, lifestyle. But I know that you with your partner and now with your two dogs, beautiful dogs. I love looking at their pictures yeah. online. <laughs> you have done a big shift in your life. Are you? Willing to share a little bit more about that? Massive shift, yes, because I've it's been a real journey. So I've always advocated for living your own freedom plan and living life on your own terms. And as we talk about business by design, what is your version of freedom? And I think for the last couple of years, after six and a half years of living out of a suitcase, my version of freedom was shifting towards having a base <laughs> and freedom that comes from being around your family, your friends, having a community on the ground as opposed to online all the time. I desperately wanted a puppy, so I ended up getting two. I didn't realize how desperately I probably really wanted to be back in nature with a grounding. I didn't want more things. I didn't necessarily want this giant house that we've got, but I wanted to be in nature back in New Zealand. I was finally ready for it. I probably wasn't ready, Sigrun, for the massive change. Like This was a 180 degree shift. I know we have talked about this offline, but Think of it like this. I went from being the single independent suitcase entrepreneur, location independent, just living out of a suitcase, to finding a wonderful man, to being an amazing relationship, to buying a big ass house and two and a half acres, to getting two puppies that kind of feel like fur babies, and to going on a business sabbatical for three months. So every single sense of my identity went out the window, which was 
like huge and I love change, but that was probably a little bit too much change all at once. Don't advise it because what happened is immediately after that, I, I just got lost. Like I really, that sense of identity that had carried me for so long and that I'd built my entire business and brand on and my purpose on, I had absolutely removed almost all of it. And suddenly I wasn't traveling and I, I was in a, a more traditional sort of settling down phase, which wasn't anything significant or different. I suddenly felt older, actually, because it felt more grown up, I guess. And I think there's all these millennials who are location independent now. And I kind of felt like I'd passed that trend, even though I was at the front of it. Now I felt like time for something new, but I wasn't sure what that new was. It was a really, it was a challenging time. There were, it was a good month there where I just wallowed purposefully I'm a big believer that you have to go through that I don't like brushing over stuff and trying to get on to the next thing I thought I'm meant to experience this for a reason and so in that sabbatical I just took time to just be and figure out what next what have I built what do I want to discard what do I want to build on who am I what do I offer I really went through some interesting times it was fascinating and not always comfortable but out the back of that became very clear to me what I do love, what I do desire, how I wanted to reinvent myself, what I was ready for in the next stage and what I wanted my next level of impact to be, how I wanted to give, how I wanted to show up in the world. It didn't all just come to me at once, but through working through a lot of the stuff that I coach people on, a lot of my own exercises, it's almost like I went into my own book and went through each section and went, well, apply this to yourself. I think often as coaches sometimes we have all these amazing methodologies and tools but we don't always use them on ourselves I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are guilty of not using their very skill and experience on themselves so it was a bit of a lesson of going back to what I really know and coming out the other side with what do I want to be mm. doing so you have basically redefined freedom for yourself or understood that there are many types of freedoms it's not just about travel or location independent Yeah, I think intrinsically I always knew that, but for me at the time, that was the important thing. And so I know in many ways I've actually attracted a new audience to myself as well, because a lot of those traveling people have other muses now or other role models, which is great. But now there's all the people who used to think I was crazy who are like, ah, I get you more. You resonate with me more now. Not that I'm not, not crazy, but you know what I mean? Like they were like, I can see more of myself in you. Therefore, I'm more likely to step up and want to work with you or follow you or be part of your community, which is cool. And also I've shifted from the original audience, which was a lot of the newbies starting out who wanted to quit their job and travel the world and run a business, which is awesome, by the way. And I love that period and helping those people. But now I really, like you, want to work with established business owners who are willing to invest, are willing to take it to the next level, but also want a business that gives them the profitable, wonderful lifestyle they deserve. And I just feel like it's tackling a whole new audience that I can help and serve. And at the same time, learning more about that audience. Yeah, that's exactly how your book also starts. Is more about addressing that, okay, now you've started to build something but many of the entrepreneurs have actually created a job for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then the freedom plan is kind of getting out of that, uh, you know, being stuck in that job again. It's really trying to get people to challenge their definition of what a business is. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs start out by running what eventually becomes a job where if they were to get sick, I always judge this barometer. If you were to get sick tomorrow and you had to take a week or more off your business, would you still be earning revenue? Would there be somebody to pick up the slack or would it all fall over? And so many people, when they do that litmus test, they're like, oh no, it would be terrible. It would just crash because I am 
my business, therefore you're not a business, you're, a, you're an entrepreneur, but a business is something that has systems and processes and fail-safe things in place and will run without you should it need to and should really. I think it should run without you. Absolutely, absolutely. So the Freedom Plan is about getting out of that job and being the work on your business rather than being in your business. Yeah, I think it's about being the designer of your business and your lifestyle. You get to design it how you want. And I'm a big advocate as well for working less and earning more. It is possible. You do have to work at it, ironically, to get there. But I see the statistics and I share some of them in the book and I definitely share them in my Freedom Plan Accelerator of the levels of stress, anxiety, burnout, and depression that entrepreneurs have right now is through the roof. And so if that is the case, then we're all doing something wrong. You know, really, like when I see people and they have that badge of honor of I'm working a 70-hour week, I'm like, well, you are totally doing it wrong. <laughs> and you also look Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just about I do not know at which point we all decided we needed to be heroes and that we had to be working so damn hard to not actually earn that much. If you really add up your hours for what you're earning when you're hustling, it's not pretty. So why not go for a more beautiful, streamlined, inflow business that brings you joy and happiness, gives you tons of space for creativity and recharging, where you can actually step up and serve the people you need to serve in the best possible way. Beautiful set. I think we also agree that the word hustle is not in my vocabulary either. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. So birthing this book was a little bit more challenging than the previous book, as you mentioned before. Do you already have the next book in mind? I do, actually. Yeah, I do, which is great because, I, you know, I meet so many authors who are doing really well and they're usually two or three books ahead. They really do treat it as a business now. And as we know, you don't often make much money on books, but off the back end, it's, it's really can set you up and you can just, as we say, show up and serve so many more people. So, yeah, my next book is definitely an interesting one and I think it's, it'll always have the theme of freedom. But I'm deeply, deeply curious about habits and human potential and also understanding, which we talked about a little bit briefly, about how can you apply being like a personal trainer to your life where you show up and you do the exercises and you get stronger and you benchmark that and you really have these goals and progressions that you work towards, but in a fun way where you're actually seeing the results and it's tangible. I really get curious about how we can yeah, live our lives differently and we only have one life, so we might as well test and experiment and find what really works for us. So, yeah, there's definitely a book or more. And I think I've always wanted to write a novel. I think that it's a whole new ball game and character development and plot twists and everything. But I do feel like when I'm in my 50s, maybe I'll be sitting over my seaside property and I'll be just rocking out, writing a novel and letting my imagination go wild. I so agree with you. Do you want to write a novel? Yes, Absolutely. I had novels in my head since I was six. Oh, wow. You need to get those out, lady. Well, something <laughs> stopped because, uh, you know, I, I had stories coming out of my head. Just I would just walk around, tell stories. And then I was uh, my, my uh, siblings would make fun of me because I just, yeah, I would come home from school and I would just blah, 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 story. I told myself stories because I'd had to get them out. And uh, they, they made so much fun of me that as a teenager, I stopped. But yeah, there's a novel inside of me. But I, I, I'm like you. It, it's not the right time. It's later, older. Mm. Do you know what there's not many novels about? I just had an idea. There's not many novels that involve female entrepreneurs. And I would love to see a series where it's like, you know, creative and they're fictional characters. But the heroine or the woman in it, the main character is 
an entrepreneur. I just think that'd be really fascinating. I think you'd be borderline truth and reality and creative. That could be an interesting way to cross over into noveldom. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of writing your next book, are you going to use the same approach, like almost like work on something? Because I know you do this a lot. Like you get an idea and you experiment with it. You've done, you've created several courses this way. Yes. Because the whole idea of a personal trainer, whether you work with that first and then they write the book. It's a really great question. And I think why I love experimenting and actually putting it into action is that you prove it out before you go and write this book that may be just fluffy nonsense, right? And I think you and I are on the same page. I also love doing things in the moment because I think that's where you get your greatest insights. So one of the things that I wanted to do was actually almost live vlog slash podcast the next book. I think there's a lot to be said for just micro adjustments and micro progress and I think it is quite interesting and I've seen a few people do it not that many where eventually their blog posts or their progression becomes the book and obviously you go back and update etc but I do think it is a way that makes it for those listening who have not written their book yet it is a way to break it down into just micro management right so a couple of pages at a time as a blog post maybe and I just think that's a really interesting way to do it you could actually produce a lot more books that way if you were pretty diligent about it. And then it's fresh and you can also include the engagement that you get from your audience on the blog or if you're doing it Facebook Lives, so you can include a lot of the feedback and make it even better. So yeah, I'm a big fan of creating content and extrapolating on it and experimenting with it and then being able to put that together into a shape that just really works for people. I think that's a fantastic idea. So I'm truly excited about your book. I'm, I cannot wait to hold it in my hands. I know it's a good book because I have read several chapters of it already. We'll link to the book in the show notes, link to your website in the show notes. Any last remarks for people who are curious about the Freedom Plan or more about you? Yeah, I just, I would love for people to, I'd love for their support in picking this book up, but I know that you will learn a ton and apply a ton. It is a book that is written practically. Um, so there's inspiration, examples, and then practical applications. And I do think it is for anybody who's feeling lost with their systems, their sales funnels, the outsourcing, but more importantly, the bigger picture vision. And then also once you've got a business that's designed around your lifestyle, living that truly free lifestyle and that's the bit that so many people miss out on so i really hope that they'll get a lot out of it and i would love for them to pick it up and see for themselves yeah i'm recommending the book with natalie and thank you for being on the show and thank you for doing this so late it's 10 a.m in iceland and it's uh what late late it's like 11 o'clock in 11. new zealand and i don't do this for anybody else but you so thank you so much for having me on your show too thank you for doing this so late natalie thank you so much and good luck with your book thank you Go to sign.com forward slash 258 and there you find links to Natalie and the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode. <laughs>